I think sometimes I get caught up in flowery descriptions of food, but I think most people just want to know, well, what are the two or three dishes that I should try here? I really try and focus on what makes that experience or that restaurant special. Sometimes I'm surprised that people haven't even been to the restaurants that have been around for a while. Mm -hmm. And somehow the idea of food tours and specifically a taco tour came up and um, she just looked at me and said, you should do this. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Cringe. I'm joined today by food blogger, photographer, and much more, uh, Josie Via Singleton. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, James. So this is cool. We met at the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival, and you kind of told me you needed to be on the podcast, and I love when I hear that, so I got <laughs> you on right away. <laughs> yeah, it was a good event, and it was nice to run into you. Um, yeah, I'm excited to share what I've been working on lately, so yeah, this is great. Cool. So let's start with a little background about you. Uh, how long have you been creating food content? Um, I started my Eat This Fort Worth blog in about 2008 which is a very long time ago. And um, yeah, I just started for fun. I wanted to write about something immediate and that I kind of was familiar with. So at that time I was, for whatever reason, going out to eat a lot. So I thought, hey, why don't I just take a few pictures and write a little bit about what what my experiences are when I go out to eat. So do you have any experience in the kitchen, or are you just consumer perspective only? Uh, This is consumer perspective only. My experience in the kitchen is that I cook a lot. I have a family, and um, I enjoy cooking. I grew up in a Mexican household. My whole family enjoys cooking. So I've just been around good food my whole life, so I feel like I know what good food should taste like, and from a consumer's perspective, I feel like I know what makes for a good experience. So when you started in 2008, were you always with Eat This Fort Worth, or did you start working for other people? Um, So that was just my own creation, Eat This Fort Worth, and as time went on, I met uh, Crystal Willers-Bastine, who I think you've had on before. And she was publishing Fort Worth Foodie at the time. And so I convinced her to let me write for her as well, which was such a great experience. I met so many wonderful people um, through doing that. And, um, you know, as time progressed uh, from that, I've built on to work with Fort Worth Weekly, 76107 Magazine, and Visit Fort Worth. Okay, cool. And I'm always curious about when you get started with stuff like that, you know, you, you want to get into food writing, you start food writing. How, how do you know what to write about? When I eat food, I'm just like, oh, this is so good. I don't know the specific flavors. And do you try to pull that out? Or do you try to go more towards the consumer like me who just wants to hear whether it's good or bad? You know, a little bit of both. I think sometimes I get caught up in flowery descriptions of food, but I think most people just want to know, well, what are the two or three dishes that I should try here? What's the atmosphere going to be like? What's the price point going to be like? So um, after a while, I started editing my blog post down from 
let's say 2,000 words <laughs> to closer to 1,200, um, just to make it easier for people to digest. And I really enjoyed your blog posts, obviously doing research for this. I, I loved reading uh, a lot of your posts, um, but you've lost a lot of your posts as well, right? So tell me about that getting hacked. Oh, yeah. A few years ago, my website was just getting constantly hacked. And my technical person, who's my husband, <laughs> he got tired of constantly having to fix the site for me. And I hadn't been writing for a while because I had gone back to school to study graphic design. And so I just didn't have the bandwidth to do anything with that at the time. So we made the decision to take it down. But in the meantime, what I had done was uh, picked it up on social media, thank goodness for Instagram, mm -hmm. and letting me write really long captions, <laughs> which are basically mini blog posts of my experiences. Yeah, and where where can people find you on Instagram? I'm at eat underscore this underscore Fort Worth. Okay, that should be easy to find. The yes. website is eatthisfortworth.com, yes. right? And, and that, that has since been relaunched, mm -hmm. and I am still working just for fun on uh, putting my whole archive back up, but it's going to be full of all new content. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, and I definitely encourage people to check both of those out. Um, I really love your Instagram account, so I, I take do food photography here at the school, uh, but I'm an amateur, you know, I'm, I'm learning, but it seems like you have a real talent for that food photography. Do you do most of it on the iPhone, on a camera? What do you use? I do a mix of both, and I have to tell you, um, my food photography has come a long way, and that's just through practice and uh, learning from others. And in my graphic design courses, of course, I had to take photography and um, Photoshop, so uh, I can take a mediocre image and do a little work to it and, and make it look how it appeared when I saw the food. Because my goal in taking photos of food is to always make it look as good as it can and as accurate as it was when I saw it. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we can lose a little bit of the quality if it's dark or there's shadows or the lighting's not good. So if I don't have a decent photo, I try not to post it. So it does kind of stress me out when I'm taking pictures of food when it looks so great mm -hmm. and I like need to get the perfect shot. Um, how do you do you frustrate people when you're out at a restaurant and you're just taking a million photos of a plate? No, not at all. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, everybody knows, including my mom, uh, that you do not start eating until I've taken <laughs> enough photos and that's the other thing is I've tried to get my technique down so that I can take photos quickly where I get tripped up is some some meals I have to take with my camera and some with my phone mm -hmm. or both so that gets a little cumbersome but yeah just know that if you got to eat with me <laughs> you're gonna have to wait about three minutes before you can touch your food my <laughs> husband always asks can i eat my food now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't do that quite as much when i go out to eat but i think some of the people here get a little frustrated with me when i'm taking a million pictures of their food so mm -hmm. I, I totally understand that um so i i read your blog about four sisters in fort worth mm -hmm. and i've noticed that You've had some recent Instagrams about it. So it seems like you're you're interested in, in that restaurant specifically at the moment. Is it hard for you when you get excited about a restaurant to then branch out to other places? It is hard because I really like to 
um, I guess, be accurate in my experiences. So I like going several times. But, um, yeah, I've enjoyed the food at Four Sisters. I don't know why. Uh, it just kind of hits home for me. I'm not Vietnamese, but it tastes very much like what I imagine Vietnamese home cooking would taste like, but in an elevated way. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy it. Um, I think in my Instagram description, I wrote that this is the type of type of food that makes you really happy. <laughs> and that's the type of food I like to eat. Yeah. And I totally agree with you there. I love that place. Uh, so what is a typical restaurant review day like for you? Do they know you're coming by? Or are you there as kind of a, like, you know, in a private manner? What, what is it like? Um, usually, you know, I just go on my own. Um, I just, you know, I've been to events where I've been invited, and that's a different experience than the normal consumer would have. So I really just, I just go on my own. I try not to make a scene too much <laughs> when I'm taking my photos, but that does draw attention, um, especially these days when everybody's Instagramming mm -hmm. all their food. But um, no, I just try and keep it low key. And um, I don't even write anything down. I used to write things down, but I'm pretty good at uh, remembering the key points and the high points of the meal. How many menu items do you typically like to test out? So I usually go with at least one other person, and um, typically I like to do maybe two or three of the appetizers and two or three of the entrees, and somehow we eat them all. So yeah, don't worry, none of the food is going <laughs> to waste. It either goes back home with me or, you know, it's that good and we finish it all. <laughs> So when you are bringing a friend with you, do you mm -hmm. take any of their feedback or do you try to keep it your, you know, exclusive to yourself? No, absolutely. I take their feedback. And actually, I learned a lot in when I first started doing this. I'm fortunate, fortunate enough to have friends who are professional chefs uh, like Callie Sauls and Crystal. And I always got their opinion and I really learned a lot from how they interpreted food and what they looked for. So that really helped inform me um, as far as what are what makes a quality meal. Sure. And it seems like a lot of your writing's positive, which is good. And I'm sure the restaurants appreciate that. But have you ever been somewhere where you just really didn't like the food? Yes. So first <laughs> note about the positive. Um, yeah, I kind of consider myself a Fort Worth's restaurant cheerleader, <laughs> and uh, that has, you know, editors have definitely accused my writing of being uh -huh. very cheerleadery. But, you know, I'm here, I feel like my mission is to support all these wonderful independent restaurants, and if I don't have anything nice to say, I'm not going to write about it. Because when I first started my blog, I did write something, I don't even consider it negative, but it was not so positive. Mm -hmm. And the restaurant owner, who I will not name, <laughs> called me to task and asked me to meet with him, and I did, and let's just say it was the most awkward lunch ever. <laughs> so we'll leave that at that. <laughs> that See, that to me would be, I think, why I would never do this. Right. Because I, I would be too afraid of that. Do you have people that interpret, like one, one of the things I, I was kind of wondering is if you review two similar restaurants, so so you do two Italian restaurants, mm -hmm. um, and they're both positive, but maybe one feels a little bit more positive. Does that other restaurant perceive that as a negative? 
I don't think so because I really try and focus on what makes that experience or that restaurant special. Um, so I really, you know, I really just try and emphasize why you should go there. And in all my writing, I really, I'm just trying to convince you to try this place if you haven't already. Why do you think that people should read your writing as opposed to other writing, or should they just read everyone's writing here and forward? You know what? They should read everybody's (laughs) writing. I try and read everybody's writing. Everybody has a different experience. Um, You know, like I said, my perspective, and I think it's funny that you picked up on it. I'm just a super positive person. (laughs) And you know what? These are people's livelihoods. Mm -hmm. I don't of course, I could be snarky just to be snarky, but what good does that do for me or for my readers or for the restaurant owners? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great point, too, because I sometimes even the snarky comments make you want to go to a restaurant anyway uh, because you want to see, is it really that bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> is what they're saying. Uh, so why not be positive and, and shed that positive life? I, I think that's cool. Um, you mentioned that you've been doing this for eight years, now, or since 2008, excuse mm-hmm. me, about 11 or 12 years now. Uh, what what change have you seen in the Fort Worth food scene in, in that time? I've seen so much change. I think actually what prompted me to even start was just the change I could see. I grew up here in Fort Worth, and so the restaurant scene has always been pretty stagnant while I was growing up and, you know, in my early adult years. And about the time I started the blog, I just felt like, Things were really changing. Um, uh, there was some more of an emphasis on fine dining, but not stuffy fine dining. I think one of the places that I really liked uh, when I first started writing was Lanny's Alta Cocina Mexicana. He had just opened, and that was just a really neat interpretation of fine dining uh, with an emphasis on indigenous and origin, um, Mexican ingredients. So it was, it's, it was an exciting time and Fort Worth, the culinary scene here in Fort Worth has continued to evolve. And it's just, it's really exciting to see. Um, you've got all the pop-ups now, which I think are so much fun Mm -hmm. and I love going to them. So I just feel like Things are really dynamic and changing, and it's actually really hard to keep up with everything that's changing because I feel like it's coming so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I've been out here, and I've said this on the podcast before, but I've been out here for six years, and even in that six years, I've seen that change. Where do you see it going from here? Um, it's hard to say. You know, I think the pop-ups um, are really making Fort Worth very exciting because it's, uh, you know, it's a unique experience. Um, you know, our, our taco scene keeps growing. Austin City Tacos, I think, is about to open. And uh, it's, it's an interesting time. I feel like um, we're moving away from, let's say, a fine dining experience, mm-hmm. although there's wonderful established places here like Grace and Bonnell's and Waters that we all love Um, and there's a place for that but I think people want an elevated dining experience but without maybe costing so much. I think people like you are partially responsible as well for that change of uh, the dining scene because you open people's eyes I'm sure to a lot of restaurants. Do you get that consumer feedback that people are 
you know, are you in communication with the people that read your blog? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when I'm not or when they don't see my Instagram, you know, people always know to ask me, well, where where should I eat? And, you know, I give them whatever restaurant I happen to be into at that time. But sometimes I'm surprised that people haven't even been to the restaurants that have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. So every so often, I feel like I have to go back and talk about Tokyo Cafe or something like that because I'll run into somebody that has lived in Fort Worth for forever and have, has never been there. And <laughs> so I still find that really surprising. So I feel like as important as it is to find what's new and now, it's still really important to go back to uh, what are the, you know, the old, I wouldn't even call them old, but, you know, the standbys here mm-hmm. in Fort Worth that are just really consistent. One of the cool things I think about your job and, and all this work that you've done is you were then afforded the opportunity to be invited on the chef's committee for the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival, which we brought up before. Um, but that seems pretty amazing to me. That seems like kind of an ideal spot to be. Yeah, that was a, a true gift, and it's been so much fun. Uh, this was my second year to be on the chef's committee, and the uh, event I help with is the Burgers, Brews, and Blues. My favorite event. I love that event. And, you know, it's been my favorite event since the festival first started. I remember um, the first festival um, at the burgers event, I took a picture of a burger. And uh-huh. um, and I remember thinking, oh, this is just like so much fun. And then here I am a few years later and I'm on the committee and I get to be a part of it. And it's been really exciting. It's a lot of work, but... Um, and I had no idea how much work it takes from so many people. There's basically a, sol- a small army of people <laughs> putting together the festival, and it's really impressive. And I'm just excited that I've gotten to be a part of it. Yeah, g- give us a little behind the scenes there. What what all goes into putting together that Burgers, Brews, and Blues event? Um, well, first off, you have all your volunteers, and you know we, um, as a committee, we decide on what burger places get invited and you know we personally invite each place and then kind of uh, just keep them on track with everything that they're going to have to have ready for the festival and you know that's that's it it's a lot of phone calls it's a lot of emails it's a lot of reminders but um, the chefs are so generous with their time and their talents and that's what makes it such a fun event. So clearly it takes just so much effort from so many yes. people to put this together. Why do you think it's important to keep doing it here in Fort Worth? You know, I think it's important because uh, it exposes, hopefully it exposes uh, people who go to places they might not have otherwise tried. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to think that people are coming from out of town to enjoy everything that Fort Worth has to offer culinary-wise. Yeah, I this was my first year going, and I was blown away by it, uh, mm-hmm. by the whole thing. I, I think it's really great for this community, especially as it advances further, like we talked about, in the, the food scene. So you're starting a new project for yourself with Eat This Fort Worth that, to me, sounds really, really fun and exciting. So I'm going to let you explain the project so that way I don't butcher it. But uh, will you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Um, Well, let me go back a little ways. Uh, Earlier in the fall, I was talking to one of my friends, Carrie Crow, who owns Melt Ice Creams. And somehow the idea of 
food tours and specifically a taco tour came up and um, she just looked at me and said, you should do this. You would be so good at it. And I was thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea how to run a business, much less any kind of tourism business. But the idea stayed with me. And um, so I slowly started to research it and put a plan together and uh, just kind of move it forward very, very slowly. But uh, about a month ago, I looked at the calendar and realized, hey, Cinco de Mayo, tacos, margaritas, wouldn't (laughs) it be fun to kick off uh, the first series of tours with a taco and margarita tour? So I just pulled everything together really quickly and threw up my website and... um, and talked to everybody that was participating and just uh, launched it last week. So um, the the first tour is happening May 5th at noon and we will visit four taquerias and we'll have two margaritas and it's just gonna be an afternoon of fun and exploring Fort Worth, discovering some really great tacos and having some margaritas, and I hope you can join me. Yeah, I. it sounds really, really amazing and, and right up my alley. <laughs> um, what What's the tour going to look like? Like you said, four different restaurants. So what, will you start at one restaurant? Are they in the same general area? How, how's that all going to work? Well, we'll start at Salsa Limon on Magnolia. Um, I just, I love their food. I feel like they get better and better, and um, so we will be starting there, and uh, we'll go through. My goal is to kind of show off Fort Worth as well, so the different areas of Fort Worth. So we'll be going to three other neighborhoods in Fort Worth, and I don't want to reveal exactly which places because they're kind of surprises, and hopefully um, I'll introduce people to a couple of off-the-beaten-path places. So is each tour going to look the same? Uh, my hope is that I can switch them up a little bit, but the first few will probably look the same until I, you know, get everything, you know, where I feel like I can, I'm providing a good experience for people, and then I can feel like I have the freedom to switch things up a bit. Do you have an idea of how many people you're looking to get to each of these tours? Uh, well, I'm renting a bus, and the bus holds a uh, a little bit over 20 people, okay. so I think it would be fun to be on a bus with 20 food-loving and taco-loving sure. people. Yeah, I, that's awesome. So when you buy a ticket for this tour, uh, does that include all the food and the margaritas, or does it get you on the bus? Or The, uh, the ticket includes the bus, um, all the tacos, and two margaritas. That's great. That's and reasonably priced for sure. I was I was looking at the tickets earlier. Um, will each restaurant be? Will you get to pick your tacos? Like if you go to Salsa Limon, or will they make you a special taco? It'll be a mix. Some places will just have um, a set. This you know, this is what you can choose from, and uh, other places will uh, will have more variety. So how often are you looking at doing these? Do you have an idea yet? I'd like to do these maybe once or twice a month. It just depends on demand and how well it goes. And I'd like to uh, provide other themed tours. Uh, I've brainstormed about 10 different ideas. So 
hopefully if this one goes well, we can see uh, more of these in the future. This seems like a pretty sweet gig for you as well. I'm sure it's maybe stressful trying to get it all <laughs> set up and everything, but once it's all set up and you'll get to be part of the tour and eat the tacos and drink mm -hmm. the margaritas, it sounds pretty nice. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I, I have found like through, through the years, part of many of the friends I've made are because we love food and uh, I just feel like it's a great way to connect with people and have a memorable experience. So hopefully everybody that attends can, you know, make a few friends, have a lot of fun and enjoy some great food. So where can people get tickets for this? Um, you can look at my blog, eatthisfortworth.com, or um, I'm also on Facebook, and the events will always be posted on Facebook under my Eat This Fort Worth page. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, to me, this is, this is really exciting. I think this is something that a lot of people would love and, and almost need here in Fort Worth. And I think you're going, I think the businesses are going to fall in love with this too, because you're going to get more people out there and, and get their names out there. I think that's cool. Um, I know you can't reveal where the other three locations are going to be, but what, did you have any kind of vetting process or do you just have your favorite spots? Well, of course I have my favorite spots, but, um, you know, the food has to be great. The drinks have to be excellent. Um, you know, I wanted a, an interesting environment for each place. Each place kind of has its own personality. And then, of course, I have to keep uh, the size of the venue in consideration. If I'm bringing 20-plus people someplace, you know, not all of my favorite taquerias can hold that many people. <laughs> so, I, you know, I've, I've tried to, to find places with a good balance of quality of food and experience and um, size. Well, this just sounds really exciting to me. Everyone listening, go get your tickets. Uh, well, I guess if everyone listening got tickets, you'd be all sold out for, <laughs> for uh, Cinco de Mayo, but that's a good thing. Um, you know, keep an eye out for, for the next events. Um, uh, Josie, just to kind of wrap it up, will you remind everyone, I know you just said it, but remind everyone where they can get the tickets, where they can follow you on, on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, definitely go check out your blog as well. Sure. I'm at eatthisfortworth.com. That's my blog. And there's links to tickets there and links to future events. And if you sign up for the email, um, you'll also be the first to know about any other events that I um, am putting together. And on Facebook, uh, my page is Eat This Fort Worth. And on Instagram, I'm eat underscore this underscore Fort Worth. And if any of you guys are still on Twitter, I'm eat, um, eat This Fort Worth on Twitter. And way back when I started my blog, that's actually how I connected with so many people was oh, cool. through Twitter. Yeah, that's my favorite social media, but it does seem like people don't use it quite as much anymore, especially for food. Um, but that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. This has been a lot Thank of you. fun. And uh, I definitely am going to be coming on one of these taco tours. Wonderful. That interview was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Located on Campoe Boulevard, the Culinary School of Fort Worth is helping future chefs pursue their dreams every single day. You can reach out for more information or to schedule a tour on their website at csftw.edu, or you can reach them by phone at 817-737-8427. Also, you can check them out on social media to see what's going on daily at the school at Culinary School of Fort Worth on Facebook and Culinary School FTW on Instagram.